0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Gentleman's Breakfast. Go ahead and run that Gentleman's one back. Breakfast. This is going to be the first time that we've ever re-recorded the intro. You don't have to re-record it. You can jump right in if you want. Uh, I'm going to re-record it. That's going to drive me nuts if I hear it later. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to take two of the intro of episode 57 of the Gentleman's Breakfast. I'm joined today by... The founder, the host, producer, and chief marketing officer of Route 2 West, <laughs> Seamus. Thanks for coming on the show.
1: Jake, thanks for having me. I feel like it's been too long since we've chatted.
0: Yeah, um, a lot of things have been happening in your life. The show really seems to have taken off. Do you want to take us through the history, You know, the founding of Route 2 West, what that is, what it means to you, and, and how you've been balancing your other obligations?
1: Yeah, of course. So, Route 2 West has skyrocketed to my lead obligation, and Route 2 West is an homage to two of the buddies I grew up with, and we grew up on this Route 2 West, which runs from Boston across the northwest part of Massachusetts into Albany, and we each grew up on, you know, a variant exit off of Route 2 West, uh, some called Route 2 West the Highway to Poverty. Um, someone called Route 2 West the Highway to Incest. Um, but it's just, you know, just a way for my buddies to chat. And uh, the idea came from that dynamic between the two of them and how we, they're at each other's throats. I thought was always interesting. And one's a very good color guy. The other guy's a very good balance. And they're willing to talk about anything, um, which I appreciate. Uh, and, you know, like most people once they get a compliment or two about it, they can't get enough of it. And I'd and be lying to you to say that COVID-19 has really accelerated uh, Route 2 West, and we've done 20 episodes in, gee, less than two months.
0: Do you think that with the show taking off, you're gonna figure out some more modern production techniques and maybe, maybe get some funding around that or, or some expertise?
1: Yeah, uh, I will give you this. As the lead producer, marketer, keeper of the gate for The Gentleman's Breakfast, producing sucks. (laughs) It just sucks. Like, there's cool parts about it. Like, you can control what you want to talk about, move the conversation, what's good, what's not. Like, I like the creative aspect, but editing audio files on free audio on Audacity, shout out Audacity, it's just... I'm not an engineer. I'm not, I'm not built to do this. It just sucks.
0: It's like riding a bike. Once you learn to do it, you'll be fine. What I want to get into is what was the, the contents of an email that I received, I believe, yesterday hmm. asking for donations. What's that related to?
1: Oh, yes. Yeah. So uh, while Route 2 West has been building momentum, I thought it would be a good idea to... My mom works for the Gardner Emergency Housing Mission
0: gem oh nice
1: and my mom four months ago tried to get a grant through the city of Gardner Massachusetts where I grew up and they processed her out because they're a bunch of lazy a-holes and didn't give her the grant they said that they didn't get the paperwork in time so I thought well let me see if I can get from our collection of friends and everybody I spam with Route 2 West to start donating money and then help the homeless in Gardner sure um, one of the listeners coined it, uh, Eileen's army because Eileen is my mother and my mother has taken the role at the church and, you know, the Gardner emergency housing mission for n- no cost. So she does all this for free. They offered her position in the church to like manage business operations yep. and she accepted it for free.
0: Do you think that it might've been helpful to include literally any of the information that you just stated in the email so that we didn't think that this was some sort of fraudulent scheme
1: well if for the loyal listeners um for people you know outside yourself who have listened to more than five seconds of route Two west um would know that that's been going on for a number of episodes
0: but i think if you're including the people that don't listen to the show at all you might get a broader audience for donations for example i'll donate today (laughs) now that i've heard the story we can We'll put the link in the description uh, for this show. Is, is there a website people can go to?
1: There is a website. So the huge caveat here is I'm trying to surprise my mother with this. So she doesn't know this is happening. So yes, yeah. you, could, you could probably figure out how to donate via the Facebook or reach out to the... There's another woman who kind of runs the organization. So right now they have one family where a mother has been able to get her feet back on the ground and give her a house. And, you know, there's a number of families that are actually homeless. Like this woman was living in a car. Um, yep. So trying to get more money and more momentum. And she's getting, I spoke to my mother yesterday, she's getting calls from other surrounding towns to see if they can take people in. And, you know, the winter, April, March, February, yep. cold in Massachusetts. Of course. Um, so, yeah, I, I think there is a... Uh, Yeah. I guess there probably is a way to do it more directly, but I'm trying to do the whole shock and awe thing and surprise them and give them a bunch of cash. And I entrusted one of the people on Route 2 West who is one of the most honest men I've ever met, uh, John Fliss. So uh, if John Fliss, you know, it's going to him. If not, it's going to his mother, the bean counter herself, uh, Jane Fliss. So you can write checks to Jane Fliss as well.
0: I hear you. Uh, at the end of it, uh, we should uh, make sure that we lay out the, the details that the people need to know to contribute to that. I think that's a good cause. I'll uh, put some money into that. I would say that literally nothing in your email convinced me of that. Um, <laughs> I mean, so maybe maybe we should review the, as your you, uh, your tactics.
1: As, you, as you've highlighted many a times, I'm a spoken word person, not a written word person.
0: That's true. I think sometimes you try to be too cute. In the written word I think that you could be fine mm. uh, I think sometimes you try to Punch above your Punch above your weight a little bit But What I really want to talk about With the show is you think we're ever going to do Any kind of Crossover Or merger I'd love to do Some kind of uh, Like the bachelor type deal With the idiots that are on that show And maybe <laughs> give them a rose uh, <laughs> What do you mean say, If on. they've made the grade
1: Give me the idea You want them on here
0: yeah, yeah.
1: You want both of them or you want, you can't get both of them? I mean, you, I guess you could. Um, I'm sure they're open to it. Uh, the thing is what we've learned, because there's three of us on this other podcast, and then we get callers to call in quite a bit. And one of them has pointed out, when a caller calls in, you can only have two to three people talking. And one person just kind of has to shut up. Sure. Otherwise, it's too busy, too noisy. Uh, but yeah, I'm sure they're, they're open to talking uh, and getting on the pod. Uh, I think the two of them at once would be entertaining to you. And then maybe me sit in the background and you can ask him questions because nobody has more dirt about me than these two idiots. So, um, plenty to pull from
0: there. Yeah. And if there's anything that you're going to think is going to be entertaining on a show, it's going to be talking about you. Right. Cause so, yeah, yeah, that can I'm be the primary topic.
1: Self-involved.
0: That's all I got. What do you got?
1: Well, I mean, Obviously, this uh, community 2020 that's going on right now. uh, A lot of people have said to me, "Hey, you know, how's Turner doing? What's going on with Turner? Uh, This is where he thrives. Isolation, minimal contact with outside humans. There's been a house guest, not named Gary, that's been mungled up with you down in Austin. (laughs) Can you just walk us through what your daily day looks like? Because I know you're back to being fun employed, so... Can you uh, just walk me through how the house guest has liked the the quarantine?
0: Well, sure. So first of all, I mean, uh, I've told people this many times. Uh, I've been training for quarantine for years. <laughs> I Some would say that I saw this coming. I've been learning how to entertain myself in complete isolation for quite some time. Um, so we're, we're sound as a pound over here. <laughs> Um as long as I have, you know, some minimal access to Amazon for supply runs and stuff, uh we're good to go for the foreseeable future. So, there's been uh a good amount of uh digital entertainment getting swung around here. Um a little bit of the old virtual reality, uh and as you mentioned, you know, there's there's a ship in the harbor. Uh oh. we got uh, you know, It just made sense uh, at the time that shit started going down to really just hunker down. Um, And uh, we have, you know, Gary 2.0 over here. Mm. And that's been, uh, you know, it's been a pretty new one for me. Mm -hmm. I think it's been great.
1: Uh, I've had several people comment on how much they like the ship, what the ship brings to the harbor, and how the harbor is more enjoyable with the ship, you know, anchored in there.
0: I don't know that we've gotten all the way there yet, but uh, it doesn't make things worse. I'll tell you that. I mean, you got it.
1: Do you think if you were, if this harbor was just completely empty during this quarantine, do you think you might be a little bit more on edge? Because you you have mellowed out beyond belief in those last couple months.
0: I don't think that I would be more on edge, but I think that the spirits might not be quite as high. I, I think I might be reaching out for, uh, uh, for, for you know, some contact, a little bit more, a uh, little bit what, more desperately. It it could have been good for the show, you know. I I could have been hitting you up all the time.
1: I'm pleasantly surprised. I, I feel like I feel like Ben Affleck and uh, Goodwill Hunting. When I call and you don't pick up. Or you ignore <clears> me and you don't respond for like a week later. Hey, good things are happening for the harbor.
0: <laughs> well, at least I don't even have to give you an excuse. There's just an excuse in your mind whether or not there's anything actually going on with that. If I don't pick up, you'll just be like, oh, he's, you know, he's doing something else. As opposed to previously, oh, he's either asleep or pretending to be asleep. Or he just, you know, like glanced at his phone and was like, no. And then just put it back. <laughs> Just put it back face down and let it just buzz away on the <laughs> on the coffee table there.
1: I mean, your reaction to my phone calls or my text messages—you know, big dark secret—are probably about ninety-five percent of the people I communicate with. Reaction, and it's it's always entertaining to me when someone's like, "Oh, I called them and they didn't call me back," or this. I'm like, "Welcome to my life." <laughs> That's the <laughs> large majority of my conversations.
0: <laughs> people are thinking that you've got the inside track here; that you're you're getting a much higher hit rate.
1: Oh
0: yeah I mean, Which is, sometimes you do, but yeah,
1: sometimes I do I mean, I remember when Mallory uh, saw me I was trying to This must have been like a year ago I was trying to convince people to go watch a football game, and i I reached out to eight ten people, swung and missed at everybody, and she's like, "What are you gonna do? I'm like I'm go watch a football game by myself like this is what you got oh,
0: woof that is uh that is a tough one. What have you been uh Getting into in these Rona times.
1: So, uh, yeah. So, a lot of QT with Mallory. And Mallory's obviously set up our new apartment. So, we moved right into the new apartment right as this was really heating up in San Francisco. A beautiful uh, two-bedroom apartment with a skylight. Everyone that like, FaceTimes with me like, whoa, do you got a skylight in there? I'm like, yeah, there's a skylight. There's a skylight. Yeah.
0: Home of a former, uh, possibly former listener, definitely former guest on the show.
1: Yeah, yeah, graciously set up by the former listener, guest of the show, good friend of party, ours, Party Boy Tom. Party Boy Tom. Uh, yeah, and it's it's been nothing but great. I mean, we live a, below this Italian family, and you know the first thing she does is gives us a can of sauce when we move in. Just a lovely, mm. lovely woman. Um, so yeah, things have been great. Mallory has set up ninety eight percent of the apartment, and uh, one of my friends said, "What's the two percent that you've set up?"
0: That was my question. Yeah.
1: I really stumbled on that for a while. Uh, I've mounted two TVs, and I've set up the bed frame for the. I'd California I'd
0: rate game. that. At, come on, I'd rate that as more than two percent. That's at least five. No.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we did have a quite an interesting story. But did I tell you the coffee table story last weekend? No. So it's a Saturday, right? Big dog likes to have a couple drinks on a Saturday. And of course. She goes. Well, we have plans at eight. 8.30 or 7.45. i like, plans? What could your plans be in quarantine? Go, well, that's, that's what I said. And I said, well, what do we got to do? She's like, well, we got to go cross town. I don't know. I forget what neighborhood it was. Three miles away to pick up a coffee table. I'm like, where, where does the coffee table come from? Craigslist. I'm like, all right, whatever. And she had swooped up a sweet TV earlier in the week, like a nice smart TV for like 100 bucks. Okay. So I'm like, all right, whatever. She's like, it's going to complete the room. I'm like, okay. <laughs>
0: really gonna bring the room together
1: so obviously by eight thirty or whatever i thought i was being an adult by switching from wine to beer as opposed to usually <laughs> i switch from right. wine to get the manhattans going yeah. and really start sipping i thought i was slowing it down
0: you have the maturity curve of a 25 year old i'd <laughs> say that's about when a lot of people start making that transition but welcome to the game
1: yeah i'm a little little behind on that nobody not gonna argue that um so we drive over there and you can tell the person is very much worried about this virus because I think the person we bought it from didn't even bring it out. Maybe her boyfriend or somebody brings it out. And it's like a four by four huge panel of glass just sitting on some like metal rings. And Mallory goes, okay, well, where are we going to put it? I'm like, well, we got to put it in the trunk. So I put it in the trunk. It doesn't close. And then, yeah, uh, well, like, well, maybe put it in the back seat. I'm like, ah, uh, I don't think that's that good of an idea. because It's got to go on its side. That's not gonna work well. So we try to position it behind the seats on its side. Bang! I mean, we there must have been. It looked like a like sand at a beach. There must have been ten thousand pieces of glass all over the place. Oh God! I didn't realize that there was glass involved. It was a glass panel. Did and the
0: top come out of it?
1: It just it just slipped out of the the wire frame or whatever. It was like yeah. it and just just. It Why didn't
0: you store the piece of glass separately? Obviously, the glass top's going to come off.
1: You couldn't like the glass top didn't fit in. I mean, maybe you could. I don't know. I mean, obviously, again, too many Sam Adams for your guy. Wasn't in the right <laughs> state of mind.
0: Um. Just glass all over the glass car.
1: all over the place. But then I turn around. Is is Nala there? No, thank God. No, oh God. God, it's just yeah, it's just Mallory and I. And I, I I look around and like tumbleweeds. Not a human within sight. Glass all over the place. So the first instinct is like, well, just glass underneath the tire. Like we got to get all the glass out of the tire. Like worst case, we don't want a flat tire here. Sure. So there's a random piece of like cardboard and I start scraping all the glass from under the tire, just trying to make that you know, clean uh, transition or whatever. Uh, and then a nice gentleman pops out and he goes, hey, do you need a broom? And then I kind of look at him and then I kind of see what the glass is and it's in, on his entire driveway. I was like, <laughs> uh, sure, yeah, yeah, a broom would be cool. <laughs> well done. Yeah, very nice guy. I sweep up all the glass, chat with him, super nice dude. And he actually takes the glass. Like he disposes of it. Nice of him. Yeah. Very nice of him. You know, the, the other people were, you know, bunkered away and, you know, got, they got their $50 for the broken glass, which I'm sure, sure. they were watching from the window.
0: Absolutely. Um, Is yeah, there glass inside the car?
1: Yeah. There's still, I guess, uh, thanks for bringing it up. I still got to clean that up a little bit.
0: Just go to, uh, go to like a self serve, well, there aren't many of these in San Francisco, but I would go to like a self serve, uh, car wash place and vacuum it out
1: yeah yeah i mean we got most of the glass out but there's some there's a good amount of glass in there
0: well is it nala grade yet can she be just weighing around in the back seat no
1: i mean nala i mean talk about someone that's doing well at the quarantine Nala's just whoosh, loving it it's got two people to play with all the time and she's getting the hang of like kind of going out and going on walks without a leash like she knows the morning routine where she can pop out pee in grass and then pop back out and, and run around um but yeah, so on the drive back, um, you know, this this is kind of bubbling up where uh, the roommate is very upset, or you know, looking for something to release anger, frustration as the you know the twenty five year old with a bunch of Sam Adams. And I I, I use this opportunity to roll a stop sign, and that was that was the that was the trigger of like don't roll stop signs. <laughs> Does this
0: remind you of a certain trip to the golf course where I ran eight stop signs in a row and one of our most insane friends threatened to get out of the car?
1: I do remember that. And I do remember, like, not being phased whatsoever because we were rolling stop signs in a very wealthy neighborhood. And yep. I was like, well, what's what's going to happen? We're going to hit one of their dogs or something? Like, nobody's up. It's, like, really early in the morning. Um, but, yeah, so then we dispersed, uh, discarded the the rest of the coffee table, and that was that.
0: One of the things that I've learned in quarantine times is that i got to watch the YouTube history a little bit more. What do you mean? So, you know, you don't want uh With a shared account, sometimes some stuff's hard to explain. Oh, I never thought <laughs> so of that. So, I learned the other day, you can actually uh, remove something from it. If you just pop in the little dot, dot, dot over in the corner removed from history you use that you use youtube that much all the time that's the primary thing that i watch
1: what do you watch on youtube
0: anything uh so i've been getting into f1 a lot lately there's a ton of channels about f1 now obviously there's a limit to how much f1 you're going to watch because the season isn't going on right now Mm -hmm. um i found this channel the other day called uh Corridor crew and their visual effect visual effects experts, and all they do is go through movie scenes and talk about the visual effects and then talk about how they would have done it better, blah blah blah. How was this trick done? Um think about any topic you could possibly be interested in. Soccer or whatever you pretend to be interested in that's more culture than me. Um just go onto YouTube and search that and I guarantee you will find 10 channels that are just chock full of content that you haven't seen because you haven't been watching them that have every detail of everything that you could possibly want to know about that.
1: Yeah. a couple. Things. So,
0: some of them short form, some of them long form. So like some channels specialize in putting out 5 to 10 minute videos. Some channels specialize in putting out like 30 minute videos like a TV show. If, you, if any of the listeners get into the YouTube game, please email us at
1: thegentleman'sbreakfast@gmail. at gmail. We'd love to know what you get into YouTube.
0: Oh, uh, I mean, there, there's nothing better than discovering a new YouTube channel. Every time a YouTube channel is found, an angel gets its wings, and you get at least a day of content.
1: Speaking of angels growing new wings, I mean, what new things have you been doing? We've been playing a lot of dominoes, backgammon. I mean, I'm really learning my craft of different types of burritos. What's what's something that you're actually like pursuing that's different? You learning a new of anything?
0: Yeah, that sounds like seamus type activities like uh checkers, tic-tac-toe, maybe a little color by number. <laughs> um who knows, you know, you just you 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 throw the coloring book over there, good to go. Uh keep it quiet in the corner for a little while. It's like throwing a bone to Nawa. But uh no, I've been uh I've been cooking a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um Tell us about I this need fried start... chicken
1: sandwich though. Like this, you've been putting some content out <laughs> with this fried chicken sandwich, and it looks pretty good.
0: I need to start upping the ante, but uh, yeah, I've got a few specialties pulled together now. I I, I can make a good, a pretty damn good pie. What kind um, of pie?
1: Like a pizza pie?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's like a pan. It's a sheet pan pizza, kind of a little bit thicker crust. Like definitely like a home style, kind of a pizza. It's not like one of the thin. You know hoity-toity ones, mm-hmm. uh, but that's pretty high quality fried chicken sandwich. I made homemade pasta the other day. That whoa, was a little adventure. Whoa,
1: hold on, hold on. You like got the roller out? Walk made it through, from scratch. Wait, you have a you have a like you used a rolling pin?
0: Uh, no, I made the dough from scratch, and then I have a ro- pasta rolling machine, like one of the ones you put you v- vice grip to the countertop.
1: You pick that and up on roll Amazon, out the sheets. What? How'd you get yeah,
0: that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pick that bad boy up on Amazon. Amazon's doing great with this uh, global crisis. They're they're all about it. They're they're willing to give you anything that you want. But uh, that worked out all right. Um, I'm trying to think of what else.
1: Like no new. Those hobbies. are some of the main things. Maybe I made, but... maybe guitar or you know sophisticated things like chess. You know because your your brilliant mind has to be occupied with something. Or what stupid video game you've been playing lately?
0: Uh, I've been playing a lot of the vidio games. Uh, you know, houseguests and I have been playing uh, some uh, complicated board games that I generally can't talk other people into playing.
1: Oh, uh, that's interesting. So you know, since you're the harbor and this is the ship. You ever heard the term stowaway? Do you know what a stowaway yes. is? Of course. So for the listeners out there, when a ship is leaving a port.
0: Everybody knows what a stowaway is.
1: No, I don't think everybody knows what a stowaway is. How do you why do you think that everybody knows what a stowaway is?
0: It's in the name. They're stowed away. So stowaway, for our
1: listeners who don't are not as you know smart as Jake is somebody who jumps on a ship and is trying to flee the country and decides this is the ship they want to go on so like everyone's trying to determine if this stowaway of yours or the ship wants to be in that harbor or is just like this is the <laughs> best harbor i got
0: you know fair question fair question uh, i'd like to think that that would have been sorted out in month number one <laughs> um but uh, only time will tell.
1: When do you think we get out of this? You think this is June or you think July?
0: I don't know. All that I know is that while it's, it's the quarantine is great for me, it's BFC, bad for content.
1: I disagree. I mean, it's, I can't tell you. I've probably been outside more than I was before. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing or irresponsible. Yeah, you probably
0: shouldn't shouldn't say that too publicly.
1: Mm. I mean, I'm getting a lot more workouts in.
0: I mean, personally, I don't think that going outside and walking around, as long as you're, you know, at a distance from other people or you're not primarily talking to other people you're not going into a store or anything, that doesn't fucking matter. Um, But there are, you know... A lot of a lot of types out there particularly in SF uh, that would not agree with that statement
1: the the most interesting thing is when you get people near older people who are paranoid yeah sure that's quite interesting
0: they should be paranoid I mean this is a, this they're at risk like this is the scariest time for them have you had anybody yell at you while you were out walking around
1: me specifically yeah no no, I've seen, I've seen a lady at a Pete's coffee shop because now there's only one Pete's coffee shop open on Chestnut. Where So now the way it's kind of set up to give the, the visual to the listeners is you can do a mobile order and stand outside, but there's like this one cubby lane that you can come in. So there's people lined up uh, perpendicular to the, the hole that can that are there to physically order, and then you have the mobile people that are kind of standing right in front of like the mouth of the entryway. So basically this entryway, only one person can enter at a time. So you get all the impatient rich people that come in, they're like, is there a coffee for Aaron? Aaron, coffee for Aaron? No, not yet, okay. And then you know Aaron will get a coffee and she's like, I'm not going in there, he's not 10 feet away. Everybody needs to be 10 feet away for me to get my coffee. And I'm like, is this like is this your only human inaction that you have in the last three or four weeks? Like, calm down. You're gonna get your coffee. Um, everything's gonna be okay. So if you're, you're that concerned about it, make your own goddamn coffee. Oh, that's what I said to somebody in line. I'm like, Well, once you know, these douchebags figure out how to make their own coffee, you know, life will be safe. But it, it's just wildly entertaining to see like those outbreaks. But then you see great stories, you see people helping elderly people get in their food and making sure they're not outside i mean there really are some if you're working at a walmart or target or a grocery store you're really doing you know God's front lines right <laughs> front, front lines
0: <laughs> i will say uh i went to a trader joe's the other day mm-hmm. uh, to get some groceries had a waiting line outside space six feet apart obviously they have convenient lines taped on the sidewalk to tell you what six feet away some people are a little bit more freaked out than other people i see some people wearing cloth masks I see some people like looking behind them a bunch to see like, is this guy creeping up on me? Is this guy getting too close? <clears throat> They're only letting 25 people into the store at a time. So I wait maybe, it was the middle of the day, so it was maybe only 15 or 20 minutes. You waited 15 I, or 20 minutes to
1: get inside.
0: To get inside of Trader Joe's.
1: I wouldn't but have that
0: long. let me tell you something, Seamus. I get in there. This is the way we should be doing business at all times. There's nothing that I love more than being in a grocery store with only 24 other idiots in there, not being interrupted at all. If I want to stare at the cheese uh, section for five to eight minutes and figure out what kind of cheese I want, nobody's hassling me. No one's trying to get in my way or anything. In fact, people are maintaining a perimeter around me. People are walking by, giving me one look, and they're like, no, I'll get cheese tomorrow. I don't need to go near this guy.
1: Yeah, I mean, that is yeah, that is the beauty of it. No one's trying to dive underneath your armpit to no. get the pepper jack.
0: Yeah. I loved the shopping experience.
1: Uh, 10 to 15 minutes. You must have really been in a pinch. I would not have waited 10 to 15 minutes to get well, to
0: I, We go and get groceries probably once every, you know, four or five days, something like that. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, cook off of that. So it's not like I'm going all the time, but I don't have a job or anything. We're just quarantining. I mean, waiting outside for. 20 minutes isn't that big of a deal um you know since the quarantine
1: who's the one person that's kind of risen into fame that you would want to have a beer
0: with jared Leto.
1: jared Leto,
0: the actor yeah. musician yeah. guy why did you hear the story about him that uh he was uh he was on a retreat out in the desert somewhere like some kind of isolation thing where they they weren't talking or communicating with anybody i believe it was a silent retreat
1: okay yeah I've heard of for
0: like the first three weeks of the pandemic so he came out of there and like got his phone or whatever and had no idea what was going on huh and just emerged into a world unlike what he had left
1: oh that's wild
0: yeah so what did he do uh, you know, went home and did whatever rich people do. So you just you want to have a beer with him? Why? Uh, he's just an interesting cat, man. He's got some weird stories to tell from this crisis and from prior to this crisis.
1: Yeah, I I think I'd want to grab a beer with Bill Burr right now. See what Bill Burr's thinking, because if,
0: it, that down. guy. Never lets me down. Like, he's consistently hilarious. Anytime you watch any of his shows or anything, you'll watch another special and be like, well, I've watched, you know, two or three of these. How good could this one be? And it's still good.
1: I wonder if comedy, because these guys are just going to be so eager to tell their stories or their frustrations or make people laugh. I wonder if comedy will reach a point where they're recording in front of nobody and releasing these specials. That'd be really entertaining because they don't know what's going to hit and what's not going to hit because by the time they record right any of those live shows they've worked out all of their material but it'd be really entertaining to see them do that without anybody and just kind of release it
0: it's a nightmare scenario for a comedian like to be in in complete silence i think like have you watched um, john Oliver show yeah. yeah last week tonight it's it's weird to see it without an audience there now it's really dumb that You know, people are monkeys and I need to see someone else or hear someone else laughing to make it normal for me to laugh. Um, But uh, I don't know. I think that there's just such a uh, oversupply of content uh, out there in the world that it it wouldn't really matter either way. I mean, mean no one in a lifetime could ever get through all the content that already exists. Look at us putting out content. Who the fuck? Who gives a fuck anymore?
1: <laughs> the arms, the arms race for the TV is wildly entertaining. I mean, there's like how many different people are going to try to become the next streaming service? There are so many out there right now. It's amazing.
0: Uh, yeah. It's a it's a bubble. I'm hoping that it bursts at some point. And they reconsolidate back down to you know being focused on Netflix or YouTube or something like that. Everyone trying to make their own platform, getting their own subscriptions. Disney, DC, Marvel. Quibi? What is Quibi? They're all over, ads all over the place. Quibi's I saw some what is bullshit that? for that the other day. I have no idea what the fuck that is.
1: But they've got, like, prominent names. I mean, uh, Christy Teigen is a judge on a show. Like, she's trying to be judging. I have no idea what's going on. Judge
0: Judy or I, whatever. I can hardly be bothered to go over and look at shit that's on Amazon Prime Video. And I fucking pay for that already. Like, I get it for free. I just don't want to click over to another fucking app. So I'm willing to just look for things that are already in the little Netflix ecosystem or YouTube ecosystem that I'm looking at
1: I'll give one recommendation you should watch hunters on Amazon Prime that is an interesting show it's fun I
0: saw an ad for that and yeah that did uh, that was what piqued my interest that and Jack Ryan uh, I want to click over and kind of check out but speaking I don't know. Of, speaking of checking
1: out should we get to the report card
0: yeah it's probably time. We are over a half hour in. Essentially, nobody has made it to this point. Um, so, do you have a scale for us today? Yeah, we can do uh, types of ships. Oh, unless you want something else, I will say while we, I mean, we might as well go for a little bit longer here. What are people doing? <laughs> we didn't get, we didn't get into the Teddy Roosevelt thing. Oh uh, yeah, yeah.
1: So for those interested or have been paying attention. The aircraft carrier USS Teddy Roosevelt had an outbreak of COVID-19. Uh, they believe they got it in Vietnam. They're currently stationed in Guam. The guy in charge of the Teddy Roosevelt. There were there were what there, there were
0: one like like a hundred sailors that had the virus hundred sailors but there's like out of, out of thousands yeah
1: thousands there's like four to yeah. five thousand people on this yeah
0: but a, a hundred is still a fuck ton out of a few thousand like that that's enough where it's like everybody's gonna get it
1: yeah on like a close friends even though like an yeah. aircraft carrier is ginormous there's five thousand people like that's a huge deal and you have all these planes in and off of the aircraft carrier it's a big deal so this guy crozier who's in charge of the aircraft carrier starts going through his channels, a chain of command to alert people like, Hey, this is mountain. We need to like stop normal operations. We need to take care of this. It doesn't, the Navy doesn't respond quick enough or he doesn't deem it fast enough. So there's another protocol where he kind of releases <laughs> information to other Navy personnel on an unsecured network.
0: Yep. He, basically, he, he, he weeks it basically because he's not getting a response.
1: He doesn't leak it, like, to the media, but he leaks it to people that are not in his chain of command to be like, hey, this is an issue. Help me with this, is the yep. gist I got from the people I've spoken with. So then, Modley, the Secretary of the Navy, gets wind of this, and I think the San Francisco Chronicle or somebody writes a story, and, you know, they take whatever angle they're taking. So the Secretary of the Navy hops on an airplane, goes all the way out to Guam, chews him out, gets on the intercom, and, like, stands by what he's saying.
0: Well, they—I think they had fired him before. They—they—they they had, they had relieved him of command before. Mm-hmm. All the sailors cheered as he walked off. Correct. Yeah. And then, yeah, this guy goes and gets in the intercom and calls him incompetent um, and a coward. Mm-hmm. And then the secretary, of the, the acting secretary of the Navy, ends up resigning over that because that was a horseshit comment.
1: Correct. Well, he stands by his comments for a day, and there's even more to it. You know, from the people I've spoken to, because apparently Modley is a, is a stand up guy and he writes, he's like a daily brief that he writes or a weekly brief and he writes it himself. He doesn't have like a speech writer or what have you. Uh, but apparently he is worried, or the thought is he is worried that it's going to get to Donnie Twitter thumbs and Donnie Twitter thumbs is going to step in. Sure. So he's trying to you know fall on the sword and get this out of the way so it doesn't make like national news and make a headline. Right. If you look at it, it's like not all over the news, you know, it's there, but it's not like super big. So he comes, I, out there. I, I definitely
0: saw it on the news, but
1: yeah, so yeah. he so he comes in and then basically he resigns as well. So it's, it's interesting, like in this current world that we live in, that in order to something not to get to, um, you know, the apprentice's desk, he, they have to do
0: these certain moves. So, well, the, so there were other captains that spoke out in support of that captain too, right?
1: Yeah. A lot of people supported Crozier and then the media is making Modley appear like a terrible guy. But from the people I've spoken to are involved or affiliated say, you know, it's not all Modley's fault. And in, in the grand scheme of things, he made a pretty good decision to avoid some other personnel get involved. So it's, it's wildly interesting because once it becomes a national or an international story, um, then it's a problem, but maybe it's just because of all the other stuff that's going on that it doesn't get quite as
0: big. Uh, but yeah, the, I mean, I, I, I thought it was pretty wild because when you're captain of an aircraft carrier of that uh, carrier like that, you're basically mayor of a small town, except a small town that is a warship that can. Yeah, I mean, this
1: is this is the uh, so. pure muscle and power of the, the U.S. Navy. You know, if you own the ocean, you own the world. You know, which we have we have done for the last eighty years, so it's like a very f- big flag of like our dominance. And his his role is probably one of the top two to three hundred roles in the Navy. You know, being in charge of an aircraft carrier, so it's no small no small feat. So it is it's yep. interesting to see how that all broke down. Um, but I think nothing more fitting in terms of report cards than ships.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh,
1: you know, whether you're a small ship, a big ship sailboat you know whatever you want to be would you like me to rate you first or do you have a I, I'd like for you to rate me first, sure yeah so you would be what I would call a row row a roll-on roll-off okay so if if you ever look at a merchant vessel you know that you can see the tankers they kind of stick out they're like low and there's nothing on top of them and then there's a container ship where you can see all the stacks of the containers but a row row is kind of a jack-of-all-trades and if you look at the back, it looks like a very boxy ship. It's probably like 12 or 13 stories. And once you pull down that big backside of the Roro, all these little cars start dispersing out. And, you know, there's a web of different things that can get in there. The big catch about the Roro, it looks really boxy and ugly from the outside. You can't really tell. You know, maybe it's been slightly overfed. You can't really understand what's inside it. But once you crack open a, a row row, you never know. Like maybe in all those cars, they're transporting blood. Maybe they've got some random um, heavy artillery. You, you really don't know. So I mean, that's that's kind of what you are. Is like once you're able to break into that harbor and really let the row row let its hair down, it's really quite an impressive ship.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Um, as much as I want to call you a tugboat, because that's unglamorous. A tugboat is a workhorse they pull people from a to b um and i, I don't necessarily know that that's you all the time i think that you're uh your container ship which sounds impressive because you know it's large you see them in the bay kind of majestic when you see them from a distance right mm-hmm. but let's think about the container ship um occasionally they have to be piloted when things get complicated right someone else has to bring them ashore let's say you're out at you know, the Balboa for a little bit too long A couple too many espresso teenies. You're going to need to have a pilot come in um, You know, a lot of times Your significant other or, or what have you as an expert in that And guide you back into the harbor there Also, you, you don't know What the fuck's on there There's mm, containers yeah. full of Whatever, full of, you know Old stories from Gardner uh, Expertise about aircraft Carriers <laughs> uh, broken glass tables. There could be anything in there. Things get loaded up. Things get taken off. Ultimately, it's just a—it's an empty vessel for other things to be delivered from A to B. But it is also the backbone of you know global shipping. And you—you you learn at the end of the day, it does at times serve a role eloquently said.
1: I couldn't couldn't say it better myself. Um, well, as we drag into the 42nd minute here, I want to thank anyone who's made it this far and appreciate, and we always welcome feedback, and we'll leave the information about Gardner Emergency Housing Mission.
0: Yeah, before we sign off here, can you quickly and succinctly tell people how to uh, donate to your, uh, your mother's efforts to fight poverty in Western Mass?
1: Sure. Uh, to fight poverty, Eileen's Army, uh, you can donate directly to a Venmo handle of Jonathan Fliss he is the curator of all these funds and we'll be doing it to him so Jonathan Fliss at Venmo or you can write a check to Jane Fliss at 47 Sunrise Drive Baldwinville, Massachusetts Baldwinville is B-A-L-D W-I-N-V-I-L-L-E M-A 01436 Jane Fliss she accepts checks as well and uh, we are, we're excited to see the donations pour in and uh, help some people get on their feet.
0: All right. Well, thank you very much. And uh, that concludes the 57th episode. Till next time.
1: Love you guys.